so it came to pass. And we'll find out exactly what came to pass very shortly. That many of you will recognise as the voice of Matthew Crampton, the author, narrator of our adaptation of the folk opera, Peter Bellamy's folk opera, The Transports. Friend of the Young'uns podcast, Young'uns podcast regular, Matthew Crampton. And he sent us an email in 2016, just before our Christmas tour began. And he said, I've come up with an introduction that you could use for your tour. And he'd written it, he recorded it, and I put some music to it. And we played it out before we came onto the stage at each of our four Christmas gigs on our 2016 Christmas tour. And we haven't played any of the clips from our 2016 Christmas tour yet, so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to play a variety of clips from 2016's Young'un's Christmas tour, which brought us to Bury, Selby, London, and our hometown, Stockton-on-Tees, and we got loads of clips from that, loads of music. I'm not going to tease what we've got, because there isn't any time for that. I'm just going to play a lot of these clips right now. We've got a bit of a quiz as well coming up. Loads of music, loads of clips. I mean, I say I won't tease, I will play you this little clip. You'll find out what this is all about. There we go, a little bit of Christmas spirit going on there. Find out what all that pertains to a little bit later on. So for our first series of clips, we're going to head to Ark, the art centre in Stockton. But before those clips, it's time for the Matthew Crampton introduction. So it came to pass that in the east there was a baby born to a virgin mother, and such was strange, for this was the northeast, where virgins are rare. And the Lord sent word for groups in threes to proclaim the holy birth. Find me three kings, saith the Lord, rich in raiment, noble in purpose. And the angel said, We shalt be lucky, for this is Teesside. Ah, said the Lord, Instead, find me three wise men, sharp of mind, pure of intent. And the angel replied, But Lord, this is Teesside. Oh, saith the Lord, then we shall setteth the bar lower. Find me three musicians, sweet of sound, deft of lyric, and young at least in name. And lo, there cometh a trio of such troubadours. He commanded them, Go forth, you shall spread festive word to the godless hordes of Bury, Selby, That London, and Stockton-on-Tees. You shall wear jumpers by the hallowed name of Pringle, and you shall sell out, truly, in every sense. And so it came to pass. And here tonight, O godless hordes of Stockton-on-Tees, giveth of your loudest welcome, putteth your hands together, yes, crieth with great joy, and make warm entrance for those known to all as the Young'uns. Tonight, we come bearing gifts of songs, old, frank, intense, and if there's an encore, you'll get myrrh. <laughs> yes, I know I did that last year as well, but it was so good, I think it's, it bears repetition, doesn't it? <laughs> this next song is, uh, is a gorgeous song, uh, a John Connolly song. 
this is the tune and he, he sort of made it his own. But the words actually come from a man called Bill Meek and it's a gorgeous Christmas song. It's quite a Christmas name in itself really, isn't it? Bill Meek, you know, Meek and Mild, all that kind of thing. Brian Mild, by the way, was, uh, he was in a double act. Brian Mild was a bit of a rapper. So uh, Bill Meek did the lyrics and Brian Mild did the rapping. Christmas rapping. <laughs> so, uh, we'll take to this chorus, a lovely chorus. I am warmth and I am light and I am kith and kin. A candle in your longest night. I am Christmas. Let me in. If you want to join in with a rapid bit, it's yo, yo, mother, mother Mary. In that crib. Ah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that going out to you, Ed. But we're not going to play that song because the sound quality of that recording isn't good enough. And I know that you have standards. That's why you listen to the Young'uns podcast. You have high standards. I'm sorry that we've uh, kept you waiting with the Young'uns podcast. It's been a while, but it's Christmas. So we're back. And we'll be back next year as well. And in return, you've agreed to release the hostages. Some of the Young'uns podcast fans are a little bit mad. They've, they, I think they've taken the Young'uns podcast very much to heart. So if you can please, please release the hostages. I mean, we did we did say, look, we'll, we'll swap you Michael Hughes. That's at least worth ten hostages. But they, they weren't having it. I said, no, you can keep him. Sorry, sorry, it's Christmas. Sorry. But we will have a lot of Christmas music. In fact, there's something coming up in a couple of minutes' time. In fact, there's sort of a little bit of something coming up right now as we head back to Stockton on Tees for some traditional Christmas carol-based observational comedy. Oh, not another bit of traditional English carol-based observational comedy. I'm bloody sick of that. And the first tree in the greenwood It was the song always reminds me of the other song that charts Jesus' life, which is the Seven Joys of Mary. People know that one, the Seven Good Joys that Mary had? Yeah. yeah. Well, that one's a... I always find that song a bit of a weird one, because it basically charts in chronological order, seemingly, um, the joys that Jesus' mother has. Well, the first good joy is Jesus being born, so you can, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty special, I can imagine. But the second joy that Mary has is Jesus curing the lame. That's quite impressive, isn't he? He's, walking, he's curing people, people are walking. The third good joy that Mary has, he makes the blind see. Very impressive. But the fourth joy that Mary has is watching Jesus read. Reading the Bible all. And I think if you've seen your son curing the blind and the lame, <laughs> reading isn't really that impressive, is it? She's putting out big wow, Jesus, you know? In fairness, he does get his act together when he's on the fifth joy. The joy of five is bringing the dead alive. So he's back on form again, Jesus. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, like Joy of Six is dying on the crucifix. It's a bit odd for a mother to enjoy. But anyway, did you just say big wow Jesus? Peace <laughs> out, passion player. You got a bit of droopy microphone going on. No peace out, passion going on here. <laughs> I was just going to say, Michael, your, your Auntie Josie must have been over the moon that we've had two of the first three songs have been religious and now we've just we've spoiled it all with those jokes. Do apologize. What's next? This. God That one. God bless the master of this house. 
From our gig in Stockton, it's part one of our Christmas quiz. Okay, so it is uh, Christmas, so we always like to do something a little bit different. Um, and that is why, my friends, Ooh. it is time for. <laughs> <coughs> you do have a microphone on the piano. Oh, yeah, forget about that. The. <laughs> time on the road together and therefore we end up watching some of the same films, some of the same sitcoms, listening to the same music. So all we thought we would do is we are going to act out scenes from films. <laughs> oh yes. Free porn films. Uh, <laughs> in mind, it's great. Uh, so this is, I'll take this microphone This off. is the home of English folk music. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be good. Someone has oh. wrapped it right round the stem. Oh, you're going for a Daniel O'Donnell? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> OK. Are you ready, Mr? I don't know which one I'm going to do. You hold that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So here we go. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? I'll tell you what I'm doing. I want to buy eight hot dogs, and eight hot dog buns to go with them. But nobody sells eight hot dog buns, they only sell twelve. 
So I end up with four buns that I do not need. So I'm removing the superfluous buns. Uh, I'm sorry, sir, but we don't sell the buns as individual items. You'll have to buy them all in the pack. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you want to know why? You want to know why? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, you want to know why? Yeah. Yes, I want to know why? <laughs> because some big shot, I'll give you a clue, that's not in the film that bit, by the way. That was, that was just uncanny improvisation. <laughs> oh, 12 years in the making, huh? Yeah. Oh, we're going to this. You want to know why? <laughs> yes, I want to know why. Because some big shot at the bun factory got together with some big shot at the wiener factory and decided to rip off the American public. Well, no more. I'm saying no. Okay, sir, why don't we just calm down? Well, I'll tell you why we just can't calm down. You want to know why we just can't calm down? Because you're not excited. It takes two people for a we to calm down, doesn't it? Okay, so, any ideas from anyone there? You can sort that out, Michael. You sort that out. <laughs> you put mine back in the holster in the hole. What was brilliant about that is some people were late for the gig, opened the door, just and just came heard you So purple was buns, and <laughs> you are at the right gig, I hope. Yeah, yeah. This is the Amtram Club. Uh... <laughs> Welcome along. Are you wanting an answer now? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, should we have a little? Uh... Yeah, sure. Oh, should we have a song and then have the answer? No, let's just do it now. Let's not. We've got a hand over there. Okay. Is that a sir? Is it Father of the Bride 1? It is! Oh! Oh! Give that a round of applause. Well done, my friend. But if you didn't get chance, if you didn't get chance to answer there, don't worry, there's another three, three of them. Um, more to come a little bit later. More Christmas cheer to come a little bit later on. I can't believe I've just said Christmas cheer. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. I'm a little bit rusty here. Yes, I'm here, David. All right, Rusty. Pipe down. Rusty's our producer. Can I have Christmas Day off? No, you bloody well cannot. Over Christmas, I'm, I'm setting Rusty the challenge of doing a special Young'uns podcast series which uh, people are paying for. It's for our elite customer base who have requested that we do all of the podcasts but edit out any trace of Michael. So we will be, we'll be doing that. But you have to pay extra for that and it's only uh, at the moment. Uh, it's, a, it's a premium service that we offer. That's what Rusty, our producer there, is going to be doing all the way over Christmas Day. And if you're lucky, I might throw you a sprout or two. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. OK. Well, I think I rescued me way out of that one. It started out with a cringeworthy pun about Christmas cheer, but we had a, a lovely bit of uh, banter with a fictitious producer there. So, I mean, that was some people. Greg Russell, for instance, doing his BBC Sheffield show. You probably haven't heard it. You know, he wouldn't know how to get out with that. He'd do a cringeworthy pun, and he wouldn't know how to get out with it. But uh, I, I, you know, I've still got the skills, and I haven't done a bloody podcast for ages. The king of the birds, who, of course, is the... The wren, of course, the tiny wren, and the beautiful story, if you're not familiar with it, is that apparently at the beginning of the world, all the birds got together to decide who should be the boss, who should be the king. And it was agreed that the king of the birds would be the one who could fly the highest, and we had a competition. And the tiny wren with his small wings thought, well, it's never going to be me, is it? But he was clever with the wren, so he hid himself on the eagle's back. And when the eagle flew high, then all the rest he shouted at the top of his voice, I am the king of the birds, look at me. At which he heard a tiny voice from over his shoulder saying, No, you're not. It's me. I am you. I am the red. So this is joy, health, love. I always think of myself in this. I think of you two as the red in this story. Because uh, in terms of the youngins, you've been piggybacking on the eagle for years. And 
that shot at Michael Wren. Um. <laughs> ah, so we're going to sing uh, Joy of the Big Beats. Yes. And then another song, aren't we? Seamlessly yeah. segue. Yeah, we're going to have a show of the seamless segue. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right, the seamless segue. What is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Joy, health, love, and peace. We all hear in this place. By your leave, we will sing concerning our king. Our king is well dressed in robes of the best. In ribbons or rat, no king can compare. We have travelled many miles over hedges and stiles in search of our king. Unto you we bring, we are powdered and shot to conquer the lot. We are cannon and ball. To conquer them all Old Christmas is past Twelve times is the last So we'll bid you adieu Great joy to the new Well Up the rents and Robin the Bomber will Up the rents and Richard the Robin will Up the rents and Jackie the Lad Up the rents and everyone away So it's eyes to the blind, said Robin the Bobbin. And legs to the lame, said Richie the Robin. And plug to the poor, said Jackie the Lad. And balls to the dog, said everyone. Woof! Oh, thanks so much. Uh, another lovely sort of Christmas bird story. I don't know how sort of rooted in tradition it is, but apparently the, the legend of why the robin has a red breast. Do you know that one? Uh, Jesus. Jesus, yeah. He, but, yeah, oh, yeah well, Jesus on the cross, but also... You know the story, you're just thinking, oh, Jesus, we're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the, ver the, the version I heard was actually uh, Jesus in the manger, and uh, the fire's about to go out, and Joseph disappears, and he, he's taking his time, and Mary's really worried that the baby will wake up, so she asks all the animals if they'd blow softly on the fire, uh, and the ox can't be bothered, the cow, uh, the donkey uh, is asleep. And then a tiny robin appears. And the donkey can't be asked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a robin appears, a brown robin, and uh, blows softly on fire and drops some sticks. But as he drops the sticks, an enormous flame leaps up and singes his breast. 
a red colour, and that's why the robin has a red breast. Isn't that lovely? You want to come to the young'uns do science, by the way? We need workshops next year. <laughs> it's that time again, my friends. The young'uns acting up challenge returns by popular demand. <laughs> can, can Michael do this one? Oh, I can do. Ready? Okay. Ooh. Go on then, Mr. Hill. Hold it right there. Sir? I knew it was you. I could smell you getting off the elevator. You were here last night too, wasn't you? I think you're mistaken. You were here. And you were smooch with my brother. Don't give me that! You've been smooching with everybody. Snuffy, L, Leo, Little Mo with the gimpy leg, Beach, Bony Bab, Cliff. I could go on forever, baby. Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. You gotta do better than that. <laughs> I love you. Maybe I'm off my hinges, but I believe you. That's why I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna give you to the count of three to get your lousy, lying, four-flushing carcass out my door. One, two, three. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> And a happy new year. <laughs> Some people might be a bit confused, thinking, is it EastEnders? <laughs> <laughs> EastEnders goes transatlantic. Yeah. Oh, we're urgent to the audience. Tell you've got to get us more gigs. We've got to get out there. <laughs> <laughs> more acting gigs. That's what he means. Excellent. So, uh, any ideas? I mean, that was slightly... Uh, oh, 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 a few in the front row, might have it. No, not Angel's Day. Jared's got it, I think. David, Jared's got it. Jared's got it. Home alone. Home alone. What number though, Jared? One. Two. One? Two. <laughs> two. Home alone two. Well, you can all sleep easy exactly. tonight, because it was home alone two. Well yeah. done Well, whether you are home alone or whether you're listening home or away with friends and family, maybe a communal Christmas Youngers podcast, listen, I love the idea of you roasting chestnuts by the open fire. You know, I mean, chestnuts is getting on a bit. She served the family well, old chestnuts. She's been a reliable horse, but she's, you know, but you're a bit worried about Brexit and how you're going to be able to finance things. So sacrifices have to be made and you, you've, you've, you've explained that to the, the kids. You know, if they want if they want Christmas presents this year, then old chestnuts has got to go. And what better way to see her off than by getting a bit of sustenance from her, her final act of service to the family. So you're roasting that horse on the open fire there. And, and listening to the Young's podcast while you do it, which uh, is, is a nice touch. That was good, David. Good little bit of broadcasting there. Thanks, Rusty. Thank you. Thanks, little Rusty. There we go. Now we're going to play you a song not from us, although we do feature on it. It's not taken from our live Christmas gigs in 2016. It's taken from a recent recording made by a Canadian friend of ours, Canadian artist and singer-songwriter Alison Lupton, who we met up with in Canada, did a few house concerts for her. 
and you'll, you'll hear some clips from those wonderful house concerts next year on the next Young'uns podcast series. And while we were in Canada, she asked us if we would offer some vocals, asked me if I would offer some piano playing on one of her songs, a Christmas release called The Eve of Christmas Day. And we're going to play it right now. This is Alison Lupton featuring us, Craig Worth and Canterbury Brass. The Eve of Christmas Day. Thank you. 
are the eve of Christmas Day, Alison Lupton. It's also available to download at alisonlupton.com. That's Alison with two L's, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, and then Lupton, L-U-P-T-O-N, dot com. Dot com is her producer. <laughs> She's very good. She's very good, Dot. Wonderful. It's kind of a very similar joke to the rusty one, but, you know, look, it's Christmas. I haven't done a podcast for a while. Anyway, let's head to Berry. A Berry Christmas. Here tonight, O oh godless hordes of Berry, giveth of your loudest welcome, putteth your hands together, yes, crieth with great joy, and make warm entrance for those known to all as the Young'uns. He's been, he's been all proud now, but at the end of all. 
More clips from Bury to come, but uh, we must apologise to the people of Bury because they were a bit short-changed on the Christmas tour. They were the first point of call on our Christmas tour before we went to Selby, London and Stockton. And that was pre-elf dance. We hadn't got the elf costume by that point. And I wasn't doing my elf dance um, to come on to the second half with which I did for the other three gigs. And we're going to find out more about that a little bit later on. But instead, this is what the people of Bury had to uh, have instead of the elf dance as we walked onto the stage for the second half. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, dear Santa, can I have a microphone stand? For Christmas, there we are. We did it. Yeah. Out of respect, please. I'll have you know we've won two folk awards. I don't want to be laughed at. I expect microphone stands at work. One folk award and a floppy stand, maybe. Right. I'll take the mic. Right. All right. Just once again, quiz time. Excuse me, what are you doing? Oh, what do you mean? Oh, if you're not making a fire, are you? Who said what fire? You shouldn't be making a fire. Oh, who says? When you arrived at this campsite, you were issued with a list of rules. Oh, we were. Yes, you were, and rule number three was no making fires. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to stop you. Uh, are you a copper? No, I'm not a copper. I am a British citizen, and you were disobeying the laws of the countryside code and the laws of the campsite. Now, you shouldn't be breaking those branches, and you shouldn't be making a fire. Now, be told. Oh, we've got sausages. You shouldn't be eating sausages. Well, why not? Apart from anything else, or a lot of harmful additives in the meat. Now, I don't have to use force. Oh, yeah, what are you going to do, eh? All right, I'll try to warn you. Oh, yeah? I'll try to warn you. I'll try to warn him, didn't I? I'll try to warn him. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey, what do you do, Bernie? Put the stick down, sir. <laughs> Put the stick down. Oh, hey, 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 So, the question is, what is it? Any ideas for anyone? Yes, sir. Nuts in my. Nuts in my. Well done, my friend. Nuts in my. Yeah. <laughs> nuts in your what, my friend? Yeah. <laughs> it was the nuts in me that wonderful Mike Lee film with Alison Stedman, where Keith and Candice Marie go camping. More quizzing to come. But now, just before we went on in the second half, we suddenly thought, well, we've got, a, we've got an introduction for the first half, but we haven't got an introduction or anything for the second half. And then we thought, wouldn't it be good if I danced out onto the stage to uh, Inducy de Bello, uh, the Mike Oldfield version, uh, as an elf? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, it's just a flash of inspiration just came to us. And so we, uh, we got an elf costume. And the first time we did it was our second gig in London. And so you're going to hear me dancing out now as an elf. And you'll hear the crowd's reaction. It was an absolute hit. I mean, the people of Bury now, they're, they're probably up in arms when they find out they've been shortchanged. Granted, it was 2016. It was two years ago. But uh, I think there'll be, there'll be complaints. And we'll be demanded to come back to Bury and do a special concert. Maybe even just me by myself in the elf costume.
never wanted to see David still, Eagle do good. club dancing. Still, it's good for me health. <laughs> that, uh, that joke is completely lost to all the people stuck behind this tree. Uh, <laughs> right, and the annoying thing, by the way, I've got no pockets in here, and you know my uh, my tendency to blow a nose, so I hope you don't mind, I was going to stick my hand down my trousers. <laughs> So this one, I mean, the, 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 the snotty tissue's gone for 20 quid, this one's gone for 50. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. You get a better bit on eBay. Oh, lovely, lovely. I'll provide my own scent. Okay. So that was the Londoner's response to the elf concept. I call it a concept. Well, no, let's not let's not de denigrate it. That's exactly what it was. It was a concept. I think concept is the word that we should be using here. But then tragedy struck, or seeming tragedy struck. But tragedy always brings opportunity. But first, the tragedy. I left my hat, my elf hat, at home. So London got to see the elf costume. Selby got to see the elf costume. But the people of Stockton weren't going to see the elf costume, or they weren't going to see it with its hat. And by now, word had got out. Word on social media was spreading and people were buying tickets and people were bidding on tickets. You know, there was auction sites were set, were set up with bidding on it. And some people, four-figure sums were talking here. People wanted to see me dancing down the art centre with an elf costume on. And they would not be appeased if there was no hat. There'd be absolute uproar. Fortunately, because this is Stockton, this is our hometown, so my dad was able to come to the rescue. I rang my dad up and he said, I've got some antlers. And that was the way forward. He brought me the antlers and the people of Stockton. I mean, because the thing is, they'd have thought, we know what's coming now. And they would have thought, oh, here he comes. He's going to come out with his elf costume on. But as I say, tragedy brings with it opportunity. And our opportunity was to yet again, not power in the face of adversity, but to push the boundaries even further, to evolve. That's what people were thinking. They're like, my God, the young'uns, for the last two days, he's come out with an elf costume. Now, he's, he's got rid of the hat, the elf hat, which is a bold move. An elf, an elf costume without the elf hat? A bold move indeed. The tenacity to do such a thing. But don't, but, to put antlers on his head instead, it's just, I mean, this is the reason they're winning BBC Radio 2 Folk Awards. You'll get that right now as I play you some clips from the arc which start from me opening the second half by dancing from the back down the row of seats onto the stage. Anyway, some clips from Berry coming up including a young'un's interpretation on a grim Christmas tale. But first, my glorious entrance elf reindeer dancing hybrid onto the stage at the Ark in Stockton. <laughs> Bread and cheese. 
I've got a little purse and it's made of leather skin A little silver sixpence will line it well within Now it's winter time, strangers travel far and near And we wish to send you a happy new Part of the country, yeah. and he'll tell you what it means there. <laughs> Go 
Um, <laughs> uh, North or south, don't you? <laughs> uh, hail, it's an old English word, it means good health. hail? it could be like a toast saying a toast, actually, cheers, hail? Or it could be a, a drink, like a hot spice punch. Uh, or it could be knocking on someone's door, demanding a drink. Um, or in Somerset, it means something completely different. In fact, we could maybe do that and sing the songs. Yes. Why not? Oh, that would be very slick. Yes. Yes. Um, so shall we do that? Yes, we yeah. shall. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a rhetorical yeah. set list. We could do that, but we're not going to. Uh, we're going to sing Easter yeah. songs instead. Uh, in, uh, in Somerset, they've got this great tradition in parts of the southwest, different parts of the country really, where apples are grown in particular, of going out into the orchards on Twelfth Night or sometimes Christmas Night or Christmas Eve and singing to the trees, wishing them good luck for the next year. And in some extraordinary cases, which would never catch on up here, pouring cider over the roots of the trees um, to help them grow and prosper in the new year. So this is the apple tree wasp. Didn't have any way 
Come and get deeper in debt at Two traditional wassailing songs there. One of them Newcastle. And uh, yeah, it was, no, it was written by Jez Law, the, the great Jez Law. And we actually recorded it on one of his albums about six years ago. He did an album uh, called what? Chia, which was like a concept album, like a, like a tribute to the great sort of Geordie uh, radio variety programmes of the 40s and the 50s. And when we heard that he wanted us to be on it, we were oh, over the moon because we knew that all our heroes were going to be on this record, Jez himself. Uh, the late Lou Killen, uh, Benny Graham. So he turned up to see us in Hartlepool. And we think, oh wow, what fantastic Jez Law song are we going to be asked to sing? He said, well, basically, lads, because it's a radio programme, you're going to do the adverts. <laughs> <laughs> and that little jingle was one of them. Talking of jingles, my friend! <laughs> it is the Youngins Acting Up Challenge. We move now to the world of sitcom. I'm going to take the middle mic, Michael, if you would take the other one, the one to my left, because you are involved in this one as well. Yeah, so it's just to say, by the way, the guitar yeah. isn't a clue. No, no. We should, and we should really be sitting down. So, oh, that's really, that might give it away there. Think of a sitcom with sitting down in it. There you go. <laughs> so, here we go then. Um, it's a TV sitcom, and it begins. Uh, uh, I'll see. Have you ever worked? What's this? Have I ever worked? Of course I've worked. Are you accusing me of being a layabout? I used to work in the army. Were you a soldier? No! We put the buttons on the uniforms. Is that a thing? What do you mean, is that a thing? Of course it's a thing. I'll have you know that I used to work for not the fourth, not the third, but the second biggest button sewing company in London and the South East. And the South East? Yes. Go on, have a guess how many workers I had working for me and my button factory. Go on, guess, you little legs. A thousand? A thousand? A thousand? No, you beanstalk. Three? 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 No, you little legs. Thirty? Thirty? Lower! Lower! Fifteen? Eleven. <laughs> eleven, all right. I had 11 damn loyal workers working under me at my button sewing factory, and I was never slandered. <laughs> but of course, they all changed when Rutherfords came along. Rutherfords! Rutherfords! They wouldn't know a button from a monkey's anus! <laughs> of course, things have changed. You know what it's all about these days, don't you? What it's all about? Yeah, what it's all about. Go on, have a guess. Little legs. Pineapples? Pineapples? No. You, things called. The government? Pineapples and the government. Pineapples and the government? No! I'll tell you what it's all about. Punk rock! <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so the question is what is the sitcom? Any ideas from anyone? Oh! It's what? The young ones? No, the young ones. no, no, it's not. Oh, have you just realised what you've come to see tonight? It's a little bit of dementia there. The others? Friday night dinner! Friday night dinner! It's a Channel 4 sitcom, uh, a Jewish family, and uh, every Friday the, uh, the kids go home and have dinner with the mother. And the person that I was playing there was grandmother's boyfriend. The grandmother's <laughs> boyfriend. 
David Eagle is back at the piano and a special treat. The now. picture round. Yes. <laughs> Might be hard, I drew the pictures myself, but we'll give it a go. So what's this then, Mr. Curry? This is a yeah, well, little thing on the uh, Grim. <laughs> Slapping your thigh quite provocatively there. Thank you. Is she not coming over Christmas? Uh. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Um, no, this is um, uh, something I wrote uh, oh, a couple of years ago um, for, for kids, actually. Um, well, it started as a, as a poem, and it's, it's based on one of uh, Grimm's fairy tales. It's uh, the story of Clever Gretel. Once there was a girl called Gretel, and they say she was quite big. For she drank like a fish, she did, and she ate like a pig. And when her mother asked her, would you like a pie for tea? Well, she said, hey now, ma, that won't go far. So our best off have three. <laughs> oh, well, she worked for a gentleman, and a kind old man was he. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, he asked the mayor for tea. Oh, Gretel, roast me a turkey, dear, for we will want to dine. And the roast was made and the table laid, and the smell, it was divine. I should point out when he says turkey, dear, he's calling Gretel, dear. He's not like some uh, genetic mutated food or anything. That is the turkey, dear. Now, she thought to check the bird was done, and all she thought to do... You don't have to do anything in this song. And all the reason I'm stopping and starting is because you keep stamping your foot. All I can hear is. <laughs> Let's get your own back for the last 12 years, this <laughs> day. Take a break. Right. right. So what's happening in the story? She made the turkey. What's happening in the She's about to. She's just put the turkey in the oven. Yeah. Are you following this, everybody? <laughs> she's just put the turkey in the oven. And uh, what happens next? Well. Funny you should ask, because she had to check the bird was done and all she thought to do was just pick up one little leg and have a wee bit chew but it quickly melted in her mouth like butter on a scone or scone and with a scrunch and a great big belch the entire leg was gone if Master saw a one-legged bird, he'd know there was something wrong. So to hide a crime, she did decide to eat the other one. But once she gets the taste of our well, Gretel just can't stop. And with no fright and with no sweat, she ate a bloody lot. Just then the doorbell rang so shrill. What theatre I'm creating here, my friend. One man on a piano encapsulated a doorbell perfectly there. Just then the doorbell rang so shrill. Who's a different doorbell? He's, uh... <laughs> what happened then is nobody answered at the front, so he went on the back. <laughs> and the master's voice did soar. I will fetch the carving knife, please, Gretel, get the door. Well, there was no panic on her faces to the door. She ran, just a cheeky grin to hide her sin, for she had a cunning plan. I've got you in the palm of my hands here, so let's uh, build a bit of suspense. Well, we don't want to milk it, do we? So, it's just a requisite amount. Ah, I beg you, sir, please don't come in. Gretel to the mayor did say. My master, he intends to eat you, sir. Please run away. Well. 
The Mary ran as the master came up before master said a word. Some friend of his master, Gretel said, he's pinched the bloody bird. <laughs> My word, how absurd, the bird, why? The devilish fiend, the master cried after the mare he ran, forgetting that the carving knife was still held in his hand. Well, the master, he's too tired, and to the mare did beg, let's do a deal, he did squeal. Just give me one leg! Ah! Well, the panic-stricken Mary vanished and the master was forlorn. For he now knew that turkey, it was well and truly gone. Well, the master turned to Gretel imploring, Why, oh, why, oh, why? Never mind, Gretel replied. Let's go for a pie. <laughs> so there we go, a young'un's reworking of one of Grimm's Christmas tales. The story of Gretel. It's time for the Youngins acting up. Only this time we move into the world of songs. We're going to act out song charades now. I'm going to act out a song. Uh, when I've finished, I will put it up to the audience to see if you can work out what it is. <coughs> Here we go. What are you doing, Davy? Ah, I am sniffing. What, what are you getting? What, what can you sense? Uh, a non-corporeal form. Oh, you mean like a ghost? A ghost, a ghoul. And as you know, I have a, a distinct talent for being able to age non-corporeal forms by using the gift of my nasal cavity and my olfactory senses. And I'm picking up this particular non-corporeal form is under the age of 20, but over the age of 12. Any ideas? Yes, really nice. Smells like teen spirit. Nirvana. A few people didn't get it, but when I started talking about non-corporeal forms, there a few people were going, "Oh, hello, 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 hello." Thank you. Just a pocket of Nirvana fans there, but that'll do we. Excellent. And now we will sing our favourite version of Wild Shepherds Watch Their Flocks by. And there are hundreds of ways of singing this song. To so many different tunes. This one is to the tune of Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're only joking, obviously. It's the Benny Hill thing. <laughs> it's the sweet charming bells. Yep. I might even do a flailing bell solo of me. Oh, yes. oh, there, sweet charming bell. Listen to that. No expense spared. <laughs> Like Mike Oldfield, isn't he? I play so many instruments. Shepherds watch their flocks by night, all seated on the ground. The angel of the Lord came down. Oh, oh, oh. 
I do get a bit carried away with it, you know. I mean, as the words are sweet bells, and I get really carried away and go, sweet bells! <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I've run out of water. Okay. Alright, sorry, that's, that's one, isn't it? Yeah. What's behind you? What do you mean it's behind me? It's not pantomime, it is literally behind me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Show me a game of hot and cold. <laughs> between my legs. The answer is between my legs, isn't it always? Uh, well, it's time to wrap things up. That wasn't a Christmas pun, by the way, but if you found it funny, then I'll take the credit for it. But here's a few clips as we say farewell from our various 2016 Christmas locations. It's been our absolute joy to uh, to sing with you tonight and sort of reopen this great venue. We've had some wonderful times here over the years. Uh, I think the first time we came, we were we were opening for Anais Mitchell of America and Jefferson Hamer before the big re uh, refurbishment. There was only one dressing room. It was like the, the width of like a bowling alley. And uh, we all had to share it together. And uh, we, we sort of piled in there and uh, unbeknownst to David Eagle, who was in, in the bathroom at the far end, and Ace Mitchell was doing like a live radio interview. And all you could hear was him going, Oh, I'm going to flush the toilet down. <laughs> I was practicing me uh, me Petterman routine. Well, she got me on the album doing the Petterman impression. Uh... Do you need some more water? Oh, it would be lovely as well. Yeah. What? You can't give me yours because you're going to need. It's okay, don't. Oh, look at oh, that. Oh, it's Christmas. It's a Christmas spirit. It'll never happen any other time. Does that mean you're not going to hit me in the dressing room afterwards as well? Oh, Christmas come early. Let's get up. This is, uh, we'll get towards the end of the night, sadly. Um, but thank you so much for coming out. It's, it's our very first time playing at the uh, Ark. Yes, apparently you can't call it the Ark. You have to call it Ark. Apparently, there's a massive controversy. Did you know that? I didn't know that. It just seems a bit odd I'm going to Ark. Going to Ark North. Especially if you've got a real North East accent, you know, I'm going to Ark, you want to Ark North. How do you get to Ark? I haven't got time for that. I'm trying to get the Ark center. And many more. Um... 
Now, on our Christmas tour in 2015, we ended with a bit of a Christmas medley. Basically, it was a case of we got an encore and we'd completely run out of Christmas songs. And so we just went around the piano and all just sang various Christmas songs and people just shouted out ideas. So we brought it back in 2016. And so here is a selection of Christmas songs from our various gigs. And with this, we shall say goodbye and have a wonderful Merry Christmas from the young'uns. We'll be back next year in 2019 for all sorts of things. The Ballad of Johnny Longstaff is now available. You can buy that as an album. That's from our shop, the young'uns shop, so go to the young'uns website. We're on tour as well, so that, again, all can be found on the young'uns website. And there'll be young'uns podcasts next year very soon as well. Our first one coming in January. But right now, a Christmas musical medley from our four Christmas gigs in 2016. Band-Aid. Oh, Band-Aid. Oh, Band-Aid. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, here we go. Which, which version would you like? Uh, you want to make us a brilliant dizzy rascal? You can do that. It's Christmas time. There's no need to be afraid. Good shot, lads.
for his funeral I've been asked to do it so 
We put the Astra on the Clavinova.
Rusty the Rusty Snowman! The snowman. <laughs> Let's just change instruments, shall we? A bit more, a bit more interesting.
joined us for our 2016 Christmas tour uh, for those people who didn't thank you to you cheap skates at home listening for free on this the 2018 Christmas Youngins podcast but that's all for our 2018 Christmas Youngins podcast we'll be back in 2019 but from me David Eagle and my fellow Youngins Happy New Year and of course a very Merry Christmas so-